Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. The greatest trade ever made. What's that? Our curse? His. Talking about Christ. His blessing. The greatest traders ever made. You see there, there's a stock exchange behind you. There's a lot of great trades that goes, go along there with money and different things for us, products. But the greatest trade that was ever made was when Jesus paid the price. When he took our curse or took our penalty, we'd sin and come short of the glory of God. And he gave us his blessing. That was the greatest trade that's ever occurred, ever. And thank God, because of that, the blessing of God, the blessings, I should say, plural, are in us, are on us, it's all around us. We have the blessing on us. And we entitled or described this particular message this way. We said, Jesus paid the penalty, that's the curse, for the curse on the cross. And when he did that, he gave us, his children, all the blessings of the righteous. Jesus paid the penalty, therefore you and I don't have to. We said, you remember we said last time, it's not right for the righteous to be cursed. It's not right for the righteous to be cursed. And let me ask you this question. I know you're going to answer this right. Are you the righteous? Yes, pastor, I'm the righteous. You're the righteous. You're the righteous because Jesus made you the righteous. But, but mind you, there's a blessing, and we, we're going to talk about that even more, but there is a curse. You remember the, the curse was a threefold event that took place in, in the old covenant. And that's the curse of poverty, the curse of sickness and disease, and the curse of the second death. That's the curse that you and I have been redeemed from. So it's not right for the righteous to experience the curse. Pastor, there's curses all around us. There's plagues going on. You mentioned inflation and all that. Prices are skyrocketing all over. Yes, they're all around us. But when you're walking in the blessing, when you're walking in the stuff of the blessings of God, it will not or should not be touching you. Well, Pastor, it is. I'm walking in part of it. Well, you and I need to reinsert and get in the word of God to find out that we are redeemed from the curse. And it is not ours. Don't you expect it. Don't you get up in the morning Thinking, oh, what is a blue Monday? No, it's blessed Monday. Or it's a bad Tuesday, it's blessed Tuesday. Or it's an it's a unrighteous Wednesday, no, it, it's a blessed Wednesday. Whatever day it is, whatever moment it is, you're the blessed of the Lord and you need to say so. Say it again out loud. I have been redeemed from the curse. Amen. And because we've been redeemed from the curse, we got to know who, whose we are and what we are and what we have. And how do we find that out? By going to God's word. 
And, and, and when we look in 2 Corinthians 5.23, excuse me, 2 Corinthians 5.21, in the New King James, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21 says this, For he made him who knew no sin, talking about Jesus, to be sin. Remember, Jesus didn't sin. He was made to be sin for us. Why? That we might become the righteousness of God in him. Again, are you righteous? Yes. Make that your confession. Make that, get it in your understanding. Get it in your heart. I'm the righteousness because God made me the righteousness of Christ. I'm righteous because he paid the price. I'm righteous because I'm an heir and joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'm righteous, I'm righteous because God said I was. And if God said it, I believe it, and that's settled for me. How about you? You can determine that by your actions and everything you do. And God wants to help you. He wants to remind you of what you've been redeemed from and what you've been redeemed to. I want to remind you about the scripture that I wanted to look at last week that I actually uh, uh, didn't look at that I thought I was in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verse 38. And I was looking for it last time and because we need to know. We didn't know what's available to us. And we need to know what we have and what we can do. And we need to know how our response will cause God to respond. What we do, how we give, will cause how the abundance that God will give unto us. He wants to bless us. It's there. The blessing is available for, for us. But we have to know what's ours to walk in the light of that. Pastor, what are you talking about? Again, and we're going to look at Luke. 6 verse 38 in, in about three different translations and I'm going to take my time because I want this to build up on the inside of you knowing that you're, this is yours, this is who you are are you the righteous? yes, then, this, then you qualify notice Luke 6 verse 38 in the Amplified says this give and it will be given to you they will pour unto your lap a good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over with no space left for more. Glory to God. You're talking about an abundant blessing. It says, for with the standard of measurement you use, when you do good to others, see, this is not just talking about finances and money alone. It's talking about our actions and everything we do or the blessing that we are to others. It says, when you do good to others, it will be measured to you in return. This is a part of the blessing package. That's the reason we said, when you know that you're blessed, the blessings of God go with you. You leave blessing with everyone that you encounter. When I go into a room, the blessing goes with me. And I'm going to leave some of that blessing with the folks that are there because I'm blessed. Pastor, am I blessed? You certainly are. Notice what Luke 6, 38 says in the easy to read or the ERV. It says, give to others and you will receive. When you give to others, when you're a blessing to others, you're going to receive blessing. That's shouting ground in. <laughs> That's running ground. You will be given much. How many want to get much? When you give to others, 
you're going to receive much. It will be poured out into your hands. I, I want to be right under the spout to where the blessings are pouring out. And when you're right in the word, they are. It says more than you can hold. Wow, that's abundantly above what you can actually think, isn't it? You will, you will be given so much that it will spill into your lap. Money, yes. Whatever it is you have need of, whatever it is that you're believing God for, it will, it will overflow or spill into your lap. Notice this. The way you give to others, uh-oh, the way you give to others is the way God will give unto you. How, that means to me how you sow, how you give in church, yes. But how you give of your time and of your energy to others, God says is the way he'll give unto you and I. Wow, that's the blessing. That's what you and I should be walking in. That's the reason I didn't want you to miss this because you need to hear this again. You need to have this in your heart and in, in, in your mouth. And because how does this work? By your words. By you calling yourself what the word says you are. By you speaking to those situations in those mountains and they'll move. And the blessing will overtake you. When a storm comes, you say, peace be still. When a situation occurs of attack of sickness and disease, you call your body healed, whole, and well. When there's a financial test, you said, my God has supplied all my needs according to his riches and glory. That's the blessing pass package. That's who you are. But notice, let's look at this in another translation. Which one? Let's look at it in the Living Bible, the TLB. This is Luke 6.38. Write it down. Get it. Get it in your heart. It says, the TLB says, for if you give, you will get. I didn't know the Bible says that. I heard people, because one of the greatest crit criticisms of the prosperity message is people say, well, that, that's that gab it and grab it, name it and claim it group. And we received all kind of criticism. And people said, well, you know, we don't preach all that. We preach the gospel. Well, you know what? If you look in Acts 21, it said when they preached the gospel, people were healed. People were blessed. In other words, if you're preaching a gospel that doesn't include the blessing, you aren't really preaching the gospel. People that say, well, we just preach the gospel. If they aren't preaching the blessing, if they aren't walking in the light of the word of the blessing, they don't have the good news, the gospel. And that's not what they, they're preaching some other gospel. I want what God says he, he wants me to have. He says, for again, this is the TLB. For if you give, it's up to you, you will get. Your gift will return to you in full and overflowing measure. Gift of money, yes, but gift of your talents, gift of your, of your peace, gift of your, uh, of your blessing of presence and, and kind words to those that need the kind words. Your gift will return to you in full and overflowing measure. 
pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. You know, that was a principle of folks that were abundantly give back in the Old Covenant, Old Testament. People would give them amount of grain and they would measure it out and then they would press it down. They would, they would shake it, press it down, and then they would give them more and cause it to overflow. We talked about that in, in, in one of the other teachings that we talked about, this blessing that's on us. It's, this blessing is on every believer that knows who they are or who he or she is in Christ and operates in that. This blessing that we have on us and in us and all around us, we can leave. That, 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 Pastor, that, that include uh, my pocketbook or my bank account? Yes, but that, that includes your car. That includes what you wear. Remember we talked about you can buy shoes that'll last you 40 years. That's what happened with the children of Israel. Their shoes and their clothes didn't wear out. But God just doesn't want you to have that. He wants you to have the finances to buy new. Amen. And to have more and more than enough. Good measure, pressed down. He said, shaken together to make room for more and running over. And then last part of TLB of, of, of 638 says, whatever measure you use to give, large or small, uh-oh, He's speaking to the stingy and the abundant here. Whether you give large or you give small will be used to measure what you give back to you. If you want big, give big. If you want just little, give little. Amen. Is that what he means? That's exactly what he means. And remember, God is a proportional God. It doesn't work by just folks that are rich and they can give more. God goes by proportion. If you, if you just have the $10 and you give 50% of that, you're a 50% giver. giver. You, you gave more than, what, uh, more than what somebody had abundantly that, that just gave 2% of what they had, even though it might have been more. You gave more. Why? Because God looks upon your heart. It's the heart of how you give. It's what motivates you. Well, I want to give unto God because I want to have the, the blessings of God. I want to have his hand. No. I want to give them to God because I want to have the heart of God. Because I want to have his love working in my life. Because I love, I want to show how much I love him. That's the kind of giving, a heart motivation. But notice, let's look at another. Uh, and, and I like this, this Luke 6, 38. Man, it's a, good, it's a good verse. Notice in the voice, it says this. And I like how it starts out, off. Don't hold back. Too many Christians reach a point where they say, well, you know, I've done too much. Really? No. It says, don't hold back. Give freely. Why? And you'll have plenty poured back into your lap. <laughs> How many of you want that plenty? You want that abundantly above more. It goes on to say a good measure. Again, I like that. Press down. Shaking together. And instead of running over, it says brimming over. Amen. It's for you coffee drinkers. Uh, brimming. Amen. Brimming over hot. Brim, brimming over good. Amen. And it says you'll receive in the same measure you give. If you're giving from your heart, motivation of love, and I want to be a blessing, God says you'll receive in that same measure that you give. 
Pastor, this is fantastic. That's the reason I didn't want you to miss it. That's the reason you need to go back and listen to this over and over again. Pastor, is this really in the Bible? We just read it. Amen. One verse in different translations. And they're good ones as well. God wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed. God wants you to have more than you ever want to have yourself, more than you can ask or think. Remember, pastor, but there's a curse all around us. It sure is, and it's real. And the curse comes when folks are disobedient, and the world is disobedient. But that curse can be all around you. But when you're walking in the blessing, you're surrounded by the protection of God. Health, healing, wholeness, wellness, blessing. God said, said he supplied all our need. But he went on to say he would give us the desires of our heart. My greatest desire is to please God and to love my brothers and sisters and to exercise that. The more we walk and we know, now are you the righteous? Yes. Then this blessing is overflowing, brimming over blessing is yours. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together. Well, God bless you, running over. That's the kind of blessing you want to But pastor, there's a curse. There is a curse. And it's real. But who's that curse for? We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. The righteous. Notice Proverbs 3, verse 33. Proverbs 3, verse 33 says this. The curse of the Lord is in the house of of the wicked, the unrighteous, disobedience. But notice what it continues to say. But he blessed the habitation of the just. Where you live, the just, that means the right, the righteous. Are you the just? Are you the right? Are you the righteous? Are you righteous? Yes, Pastor, amen. That's my confession I'm sticking to. Well, the, the enemy wants, wants to tell you and try to get you into, into and, and the fact that, well, you missed it. You hadn't always uh, got it right. You're right. I haven't. But it's not based on what I did. It's based on what Jesus did for me. He paid the penalty. He paid the price. Again, the greatest trade that has ever been was our curse. We were wrong. We sin and come short of the glory of God. But he took the curse so that we could have the blessing. The blessings of God are ours. Are you the just? Are you the right? Remember, it's not right for the righteous to experience the curse. It may be all around you. Scripture talks about that one can put a thousand to fight but two can put 10,000. A thousand may fall at your right, 10,000 at your left. Scripture says, but it will not come near you. Why? Because of the blessing. And that was in the old covenant. And in the new covenant, we've got better because it's based on better promises. Wow. Do you want the blessing? Yes. You answer it right. And you don't have to have the curse because Jesus already paid for it. Jesus took the, took the curse so that you and I could walk in a blessing. Jesus bore it so that we can 
we can have it. What my confession needs to be, my home is blessed. Yes, your house. He just said. Bless your habitation. That's your house. That's where you live. But not only is your home blessed, my church is blessed. My church is blessed. Why? Because God's here? Yes, but because I'm here and God's in me and the blessing's on me, so my church is blessed. But not only that, my body's blessed. My body? Yes, health, health, healed, whole, and well. My body. Well, what if they're, I'm under attack? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. That should be your confession. I'm healed, whole, and well. That's a part of the package. My job is blessed. Your company's not going to go out of business because you're there. And you're the blessed. Your job is blessed. <laughs> Glory to God. But not only your job is blessed, your, your church is blessed, your home is blessed, your everything is blessed. Why? Because the blessing is on you. And it's all around you. And it's in you. Everything that you have. You need to make this confession. I am no longer under the curse. There is a curse. And it's out there. And folks are experiencing it. Some Christians are experiencing it. Because they're not walking in the light of the word that they maybe know. Or if they don't know it, they definitely aren't walking in the light of it. But our confession, those of us that know it, those of us that are getting this word, and you need to go back and listen to it over and over again. I am no longer under the curse. Why? We are blessed of the Lord by faith in Jesus. That's what Galatians 3 says. Because we're, our faith, our trust, our believing is in Jesus. We're blessed of the Lord. And then, wow. I need to get, get to it. Man, I need to find an unhooking spot somewhere, but not yet. Amen. <laughs> in Galatians 3, and we're going to look at verse 13 and 14. Pastor, we already looked at it in times past, but we're going to look at it in King James, but we're going to look at it in other translations too. You know, studying out different translations sometimes can give you a further understanding. King James is a wonderful uh, uh, poetic language but to get understanding sometimes you need to look at other translations that are good ones that, that line up with the original Greek or the original Hebrew and it'll bless you even more in the King James of Galatians 3 verse 13 it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree remember the curse is the penalty We've been redeemed. Remember, redemption, we, we, we identified it, defined that. That means you've been bought back. You've been purchased back to, from, from what the original was, and now you have been redeemed from the penalty. Notice verse 14 in the King James says, that, why is that? That the blessing might come on the Gentiles. The Gentiles are all of all nations and nationalities that weren't Jewish. That's, that's us. You could put me in these verses and, and say your name. That the blessings of Abraham might come on Henry or whatever your name is through Jesus Christ. That I, Henry, might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. You, whatever your name is, start putting you in those because that's who you are. That's what you have. Glory to God. 
The blessings of God are powerful. Everything that you touch, everything that's yours, if you own it at one time and you sell it to somebody else, they're going to be blessed because they're using that blessed thing that you had because the blessing goes with it. That's powerful, Pastor. Yeah. That's the reason it makes a difference who you associate with and what kind of stuff you use. I don't want to use cursed stuff. What do you mean cursed stuff? Stuff that, that's of the devil. That's contrary to God's word. A lot of things are just tools. But how do you use the tools? Money is neutral. It can, it can go for good or it can go for bad. You can buy drugs with it. Or you can buy food with it. It's the same money. But the use is either cursed or blessed. And the more you associate with the blessing, the more it's going to be on you, in you, and around you. Notice, let's look at Galatians 3.13 in the Living Bible. Oh, and I love this. It says, but Christ has brought us out from under the doom of that impossible system. What's that? The devil system. This world system. Pastor, but we live in this world. Yes, but we're not of this world. Christ has brought us, the believer, out from under the doom. This curse is doomed. This world is doomed. But there's going to be a new earth. And we just, and our home is not here. It says, we've been brought us out from under the doom of that impossible system by taking the curse, the penalty for our wrongdoing. We did wrong upon himself but Jesus took it paid for notice what it says for it is written in the scripture notice anyone who is hanged on a tree is cursed as Jesus was hung upon a wooden cross he paid the price for all our penalty he took it upon himself therefore you and I don't have to what else does it say in verse 14? Now God can bless the Gentile, Henry, or whatever your name is, too, just like he blessed Jesus. With the same blessing he promised to Abraham. Remember, we're seed of Abraham. We saw that in Galatians 3.29. We're heirs according to the promise. And all of us as Christians can have the promise of the Holy Spirit how? Through faith. We walk by faith and not by natural sight. Natural things are there, but when we're walking in faith according to the word, we're walking in the blessed plan of God. Glory to God. Let's look at one more translation here. Well, two more. One is the voice. Notice how it says, I love these different translations. Galatians 3.13, the voice says, the anointed one, the liberating king, Jesus, has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. He became sin. He never sinned. But he was made to be sin, the King James says. He became it. It was stated in the scriptures Everyone who hangs on a tree is cursed of God. In other words, he became that so that we wouldn't have to take the penalty of it. He did it for us. 
before times we ever know, knew it, and we talk about this sometimes in communion, Jesus said, I'll go. I'll pay the price. I'll redeem that which was lost. He was talking about you and I. But notice what verse 14 says in the voice. Glory to God. This is what God had in mind all along. Glory to God. See, we were always supposed to be blessed. We were never supposed to die. But because of the devil and sin and disobedience, it came into the world. But that wasn't the plan of God. That wasn't the original plan of God. It got perverted by the devil. And anytime we get into sin and allow it to, to fester in us, that we're, we're siding with the devil. That's part of the curse. Quit doing that. Don't side with the devil. Side with God. Again, let me read it again. This is what God had in mind all along. The blessing he gave to Abraham might extend to all nations or nationalities through the anointed one. Talking about Jesus Christ. And we are the beneficiaries. That means we receive all the benefit, glory to God. Jesus died. When, you, when someone dies and leaves you something, you're the beneficiary. Of what? Of this promise of the spirit that comes only through faith. You believe it, you receive it. Faith, believing and receiving. Believing and receiving what God wants you to have the whole time. Glory to God. This is shouting ground, isn't it? Glory to God. <laughs> this is running ground. Amen. That's really, I didn't want you to miss it. Notice, notice what the God's word, the GW of this verse says. Christ paid the price, verse 13, to free us from the curse that the laws in Moses teaching brings upon by becoming cursed instead of us. Jesus paid the price so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. We've read that scripture, but we didn't realize all this blessing that, that he gave us. At least we didn't act like it. But when I get up in the morning, I get up expecting to be blessed. When I walk out, I walk out expecting to be blessed. And you know what I am. You know what you are too, or you can be if you haven't. Start change your expectation because Christ paid the price. He says, Scripture says, because everyone who hung is hung on a tree is cursed, and Jesus was for us so that we wouldn't have to. Notice verse 14 of God's word. Wow. Christ paid the price so that the blessing, the real gospel, promised to Abraham will come to all the people of the world through Jesus Christ. Not in my strength, not in what I could do or what I can do, not in me getting four jobs and trying to work. No, the blessing means, as we said last time, you work less and you get more. Amen. <laughs> what you say, preacher? When you look back into Leviticus 25, they, that whole year, they, when they worked on that sixth year, Remember we taught them, go check out last week. I ain't got time to go back and reteach that. They worked on that sit one year and they got triple. They got threefold. They worked less. They didn't work at all the seventh year, but they ate off of what they had for three years. That's the blessing. Christ paid the price so that the blessing 
promise to Abraham will come to all the people of the world through Jesus Christ, and we will receive the promise through faith. All of the blessings of God are through faith. It's ours. Choose to walk in it. Let me find a good unhook, unhooking spot here. Oh, I got a good one. Psalms 23.6. Psalms 23.6 says this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's not just a blessing for now, but it's a blessing forever. The, bless, the blessing is on me. The blessing is in me. The blessing is all around me. Everywhere I go, I leave a blessing. If you received what Jesus did, you are no longer cursed. God releases the blessing through his word. And you release the blessing through your words on you. I'm the head and not the tails. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He is the God of increase, not decrease. I love or I leave a trail of blessing everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Why? Goodness and mercy is following me, but everywhere I go, there's a trail of blessing behind me. Folk can tell when you're blessed because the anointing, the aroma of blessings on you. It's not just whatever cologne that you got on, a perfume that you wear. <laughs> it's the blessing of God. <laughs> blessing enables you to do things you could not do in your own strength. This empowerment will cause things to increase more than you could think or ever imagine. The word says be. Be what? Be blessed. When you say something, be is becoming. Be healed. Be loose from any bondage, from the curse. Be blessed. And finally, when you say be something under the anointing of supernatural power of God, supernatural things happen in your life. That's how we need to walk. That's how we need to talk. That's how we can live, and the blessings of God are ours. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for everything that you are telling us. And there's so much more that you want us to experience that we haven't experienced yet that we can. But Father, the first step in walking in a blessing is making you the Lord of our life. So right now, we confess with our mouth, we believe in our heart, that you died for us. And Lord, we thank you that you have forgiven us of our sins and you cleansed us of all unrighteousness. Lord, because we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, we are saved. We are the redeemed of the Lord and we say so. You are our Savior. You're my Savior. And I make you my Lord. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for redeeming me. I am saved.
saved. The Hebrew, sozo. It means so much. Soundness. Cleansing. Redemption. It means so much. That it's ours and who we are. Thank God for the word.